Hey, Jay Calloway here, pastor of The Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd Decor Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. All right, so today in the message, and we're setting the tone, we're talking about an open heaven. And I want to just, I want you to get out a piece of paper and a pencil or, or your um, phone, take a couple of notes. I'm going to give you a little bit of a guidance on this. But I want, to, I want to talk to you about this open heaven. I want to talk to you about what God is doing in that he's putting an open heaven over us. Did you know heaven is always open? It does not have business hours. It's always open. You can't close heaven and you can't open heaven. It's just always open. The question is, how do we how do we put ourselves in a place for that open heaven to get down to us? Because there are times where it says there that you can close or you can not be in a place to receive the open windows of heaven. Or the open door of heaven, or the floor of heaven. When I was when when I was young, that we'd go on these, we would go on these uh, amusement park rides, and that and I don't know if you've ever been. This one was called Tom Twister, and I did it one time, and I will never do it again. But it just spins you, and it starts spinning you so fast, so fast. And I mean, you start spinning so fast. I mean, the centrifugal force. I'm pretty sure I've said that right. Centrifugal. <laughs> I'm going to just pray that you have the interpretation. But you get to spinning so fast that it just slams you up against the wall and then the floor drops out. Have you ever thought about this? Have you ever seen, you know, somebody says, well, you just pulled the carpet out from under me or the floor dropped out from under me. Can I tell you that there is a day that the floor of heaven drops out and when that, that is a good day. Because the blessings of heaven just pour all over you. This is what the, what the blessings of heaven look like. When you, are, when you have an open heaven over you, you are defended, protected, you have abundance, you are have incredible joy and happiness beyond all, and you are assigned to your neighbors and you're assigned to the nations, you are assigned to all around you that something is different about you. And when the heaven is open all over you, the windows, when the doors, the floor, and everything opens up, the Bible says that grace will abound much more in you because where grace abounds or sin abounds, the grace of God does much more abound. When the windows of heaven, when heaven opens in incredible ways, you will... Um, your heart will be open, the heavens will be open, the blessings will fall, curses will be removed, prosperity replaces poverty, and people of God are in a place of authority. When the heavens open and you are blessed, the city is blessed and the country is blessed. He doesn't go into the city and leave the country, and he doesn't go into the country and leave the city. It's all blessed when the windows of heaven. Your womb will be blessed, your crops will be blessed, your livestock will be blessed. How many of you are looking forward to having a garden that is really, really blessed this year? You just want a lot of tomatoes, kumquats, and everything else that you might you might just um, uh, plant. I don't know anybody that plants kumquats. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea why I said that. Tomatoes in the next I don't even know if kumquat is a fruit or a vegetable. I'm not even sure I would eat it. 
Your life's not going fast. That cow in your backyard is blessed. Your baskets, your bread will be blessed. You're coming in and you're going out will be blessed. The Lord will grant that the enemies that rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come in one direction and they will go out in seven. Can I tell you what that means? If there are some people that are that you're walking through and there's some difficulties and there's some uh, some discouragement that's coming on you, can I tell you every time there's a spirit of discouragement, a spirit of of depression, a spirit of that, it will always come in the form and be used by different people. It can't just walk out there the same the exact same way as the anointing. Did you know the anointing? When God releases the anointing on the earth, it never leaves the earth. When one passes away, that anointing will land on somebody else. I've talked to two different men this last week that the anointing that falls on them is, I believe, it comes from their father or their father-in-law that what God was doing in theirs. In the same way, a discouragement, a disease, that kind of thing will come through. That's why we call it generational curses. It comes through. It will come through. And so when, when the Bible says there that the enemies raise up, it'll be the enemies of, the, uh, of that. But we have to understand what sometimes driving that and what the conduit is. is some people that you need to make sure that you're aware of. And what happens is, is they will come after you in one direction. But the Bible says they will flee in seven. Do you know what that means? Seven is the word, per, or the seven is the number perfect. And when they go out, that means they go out in perfect confusion. Oh, so turn to somebody next to you and say, whoa. That was good. I'm telling you what. I'm just saying. I'm just telling you. It wasn't me. It was Jesus. But I took it. Amen. It says there that you will be, there will be blessing on your barns and everything that you pour, uh, that you put in your hand. That means when you put that hand of your spouse, if you're, if you're married today, put, grab your spouse's hand. When you're living under a blessing, when you're living under an open heaven, do you know what that means? That means that when you take the hand of your spouse... That means to take the hand of your children. When you place your hand on their head and you bless them, that means that everything that you put in your hand will be blessed. So you guys need to hold hands a whole lot more. You need to, you need to be laying your hand. If you're wondering, open heaven that begins to happen in incredible, incredible ways. The Lord will establish you as a holy people and He will promise an oath to you and He, and he will do these things because He's covenanted with you. But... So how does that happen? Well, I'm going to tell you a story about my children and myself. Now, before I tell you this story, I want you to turn to somebody next to you and say, he's talking about you. Okay? <laughs> Explain why. Vicki and I have this conversation a lot. He goes, she goes, you know, when, when you, if you, Talk about your kids, or we talk about. Sometimes people just kind of, you know, zero that out, going like, "Oh, that's good for him." But what about my kids? Can I tell you, I'm just as normal as as anybody else in the world. Just because I tell you about my stuff, I tell you about my stuff because I've probably blown it worse or more times than you have ever blown it in any kind of thing. And so I'm going to tell you. So when I tell you about what I did with my kids, I want you to. I, I'm just giving you an example, but you can do it with your kids too. Turn to somebody next to you and say, oh, now he's talking to me. <laughs> I was okay him talking about you. Okay? So my kids, we would give them lists to do when they were growing up. And when they would be going, and they were growing up, and they would do lists, I'd tell them, okay, your list today is, you know, Nate, you got to mow the lawn. Brittany, you got to make your bed and clean your room. 
and Torin, you need to go and um, clean the clean the kitchen. I mean, the next day I'd say, now you need to go out and uh, you know, Nate, you need to weed the garden, or no, you need to um, you know vacuum the house, and Brittany, you need to go weed the garden, and I would go on and have all these list of things they were going to do. Something happened. Something happened. Now I'm dad, and I have all blessings that are open to them, like living. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have you ever looked at your kid? I love what Bill Cosby says when your kid, when their kids would do his kids would do something. He goes, you know what? I can take you out and make one just like you. <laughs> so you have all of this blessing that you can give. You give them time. You can give them blessing. You give them resources. You give them a bed. You give them a, all of these different things, and, and you give them, you know. Maybe you give them cell phones or you make sure they can get a car, you let them get a job, they get all these resources, and everything's going all well with the kids. And then they show up and you give them a list of what to do. And so Nate and, and Brittany and Tori, there would be different times they come in and go, Dad, we've got, we, you would. I said, did you do, did you get stuff done? I'm like, yeah, wait till you see what I did. This is amazing. And they said, well, what did you do? Nate walks in, he goes, I cleaned the garage for you. Now, for those of you that live around me, have you ever seen my garage? <laughs> you know, that would be a good gift from heaven for me. And I said, but, hey, I, I told you to mow the lawn. Yeah, but, Dad, I just had a motivation to clean the garage. I was motivated. I was like, that's great. Brittany, one time, you know, she goes, I, Dad, you're not going to believe this, but I... Deep cleaned the family room, shampooed the carpet, but I, I told you to do the kitchen. And this is what I would do. I would come in there and I'd say, guys, you're grounded. So what do you, what do you mean you're grounded? Why, why are we grounded? I cleaned the garage for you. I said, yeah, but that's not what I asked you to do. I asked you to mow the lawn, clean the kitchen, make your bed, clean your room. But is it cleaning the garage good? Yeah. The reality comes down to this. If we're going to have an open heaven, our Father in heaven is the one that's asking us to do things. He's asking us. He's asking us to do specific things. And I want you to turn in your scripture, if you would, to Malachi, the third chapter. And turn to somebody next to you and say, oh, I am so excited. Turn and say that. Just go, I am so excited. I am. Sir, turn to the person on the other side and go, I am twittered. <laughs> if you're at home with us right now and you're on Facebook, wherever, just look at it. Just put it, raise his hands. You're excited. You know, put that in the, in the chat box. And turn to the person next to you and goes, he's getting ready to talk about your money. Look at this. It says there in verse 8 of Malachi 3. Begin by being honest. Do honest people rob God? But you rob me day after day. You ask, how would you be, how have we robbed you? The tithe and the offering, that's how. And now you're under a curse. The whole lot of you, because you're robbing me. Bring your full tithe 
to the temple treasury, so there will be ample provision to my in my temple. Test me in this and see if I don't open up heaven. Stop right there. See if I wouldn't open up heaven. Now, for some of you, you're sitting there going like, boy, that's amazing because you're very faithful in our finance. You're very faithful in exactly what God has called us to do. And then some are going, oh, man, I picked the wrong celebration to show up to. But nevertheless, here's what we don't have a choice in. God says things to us. If you want an open heaven over you, if you want blessings to flow, I need you to do exactly what I tell you to do. I'm happy that you go over here and feed. And I'm happy that you go here. But I've also asked you to put me first in your money. Turn to somebody next to you and look at them. And I know I say that all the time. Or maybe turn to somebody right behind you. I mean, just, you know, crook neck going like, money, money, money! Money! <laughs> Do it, do it. I mean, I'm serious. I want to get this on camera. Here's the reality of this. Every single one of us know this. This isn't a revelation to us. Even those that are on, uh, if you're online with us, we know this. But there is something so strategic about our resources, the things that we have been given, that if the enemy can put a chokehold on that, take your, take your hand and just do this. The reason heaven is closed or there is, there, there is a heaven, the floor is brass. Can I tell you that whenever the floor of heaven is brass, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter says the earth is iron. There is nothing that you can plow. There is nothing that you can, can produce. This year is a year that we come, it's the year of the producer, that we're going to produce things. But the reality is, is we have to learn from this to this. If you want an open heaven over you and the blessings that we talk about, we need to understand you're not cursed, but we're living under a curse. The Bible is very clear in Malachi. He says there that you are not, it's not that you're cursed, you're living under a curse. The whole lot of us, I believe this. I believe the United States of America has been so abundantly blessed because of its generosity. Its financial generosity to the entire world. Why is it that people want to, they will die, they will violate law, they will violate everything to come into this country? Because this country has been known as a feeder of the world. It has been known as some that ones that will come in and we will protect. We will do everything we can. We are facing, right now, we are facing one of the greatest invasions that we have ever seen with Russia coming into uh, Ukraine. They're, they're marking that as the same thing that happened in 1939 to 1940. It was 1940 when, when Germany went in and went to Poland and invaded Poland. And they're all, everybody's, what is going on here? And who they're calling? Who are they calling? They're calling the United States. And I believe the reason is, is because we have taken the resources that we have had. We are the greatest gener generous nation, the most unique nation that's ever lived. And we are seeing it. And we're seeing the prosperity. We're seeing all of these go through. But can I just tell you, 
That if we want the window of heaven to pour out upon us, if we want the floor of heaven, there has to be something that happens in this, and that is obedience. It's simply obedience. And over the next few weeks, we're going to just talk about how do we break this down? We said it all along, and sometimes it becomes a cliche, and a lot of times I was listening to a message yesterday on our way home, and one of the things that hits me is that we can say things, and then we go like, well, what does that mean? Because we've said it all along, and all along, and all along. And we always said, we want, whenever we've talked about our giving, whenever we talk about our stewardship, whether it's our tithes or our offerings, our stewardship of our time, stewardship of our gifts, when we see all of these kinds of things, we look back and we, sit and we say, we want this for you, we, just, we don't want this from you, we want this for you, but what does that mean? Well, I have courage enough to just share with you in the component of a child of God. How many of you are children of God in this room? Raise your hand really high and go, oh, yes, baby. Like you did. So here's my point. If we truly want this idea of an open heaven over us, we have to have the, have to have the courage and the strength to stand up and say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to serve the Lord in every single way. We're going to serve Him in our time. We're going to serve Him in our, in, our, in our talents. And yes, we're going to serve Him in our money. And it has to be first. It can't be last. It can't be leftovers. It's got to be the first. And it has to come in around the way that God says it. It's the only time that God calls somebody a thief. It's the only time in all of Scripture where he says, there, how have you really... It's, we have to begin by being honest. We have to begin to looking at ourselves and saying, this is the way that we live. This is just simply how it is. And the enemy understands this because it's, the only, it's also the only one that puts God and an evil spirit on the same level. It says... How can you serve two masters? You will either serve one and hate the other, or hate the, hate the one and serve the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. In other words, God has to be first in every single area. So when dad comes in and says, I need you to make your bed, you don't go clean your closet. You make the bed. When we, got, when we walk in, we go in and we say, I am going to serve the King of Kings and the Lord. How many of you will, would echo uh, Joshua's prayer, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Lift your hand really up. You will echo that. Do you know what that means? You just signed up for tithing. Can anybody say amen? <laughs> Turn to somebody and go like, oh, that was good. <laughs> Here's the deal. We can't pick and choose what we're going to serve. No more than you and your family, you, can't, you, you wouldn't allow your children just to pick and choose how they're going to listen to you. You can't just say, one moment, I'm going to do this, but what does it look like? Well, one, it looks like this. You don't have to do it in faith. There is no such thing as... Well, I'm just going to pick up the faith. I'm going to bolster the faith. I'm going to bolster the faith. I'm going to get the faith to, to give. And I'm going to do this. You see, in, in, in the gate, 
We believe in percentage giving. We believe in that idea of the tithe. We believe in the percentage giving. And it basically says this, is that you will give 10%, the first 10% of your finances to the house of God. That's simply it. And then the offerings are on top of that. And we understand that there's that point in time like, man, my budget will not allow that. I have absolutely no margin in my budget. I have no margin in anything else. I haven't set that up. But we can, we will walk you through over the next few weeks. We're going to have, we're, we're going to have uh, different things that you can walk through and help set your budget up and, and, and all of those things and the practical issues. But the reality is simply this. He says there to bring in the whole time. He says to bring in the whole thing. And then He will send the rain and He will open up the, the treasury of heaven and He will bless all the work you do. Not just the money side of things, but He will bless the words that you give to your children. He will bless the words that, he gives, that you give to your spouse. He will bless the words that you give at work. He will bless the words that you give to yourself. All of a sudden, when we start opening up this area of our finances, when we start opening up the area of our time, when we start putting in margin that we're able to do these things, all of a sudden, there will be things you're like going, whoa, what, what happened? I hesitate to ever link... You're giving of money simply to you getting more money. That will happen. You will move from prosperity. You will move from poverty to prosperity. No doubt. That will happen. But I never want to link it to that to show like that you're driving this incredible car. I'm like, well, I tithe. Because the person next to you might be tithing and driving you know, a, a ball of duct tape. <laughs> right? This has nothing. I want you to think about this for a moment. It says there, here's the thing. What would happen if you tithe? Could, you possibly, could it possibly be that if you start tithing, and those of you that are already tithing, I would change that word to start to continue. It's that simple. What would happen? What would happen if that all of a sudden you just started doing that, and things begin to happen in that, and then all of you became the window of heaven for someone else? Could it possibly be your blessing is not that it gets more. It's us. You become the window for someone else. You become the window for us feeding the hungry. You become the window for us clothing the naked. If you become the window of us reaching out to children. <laughs> I love, we had, we had some of the young people went to a, a college basketball game yesterday. And they got a video of one of our leaders. And she, she was going online. Kill me now. Just kill me now. They, they were screaming and yelling in the back. It was a bunch of junior high and, and your boys, so you know that that band smelled really good. <laughs> but because we give, we're going to become the windows. You're going to become the window of heaven. You're going to become the door of heaven. You're going to become the floor of heaven for the next generation. Think about it. It's called kingdom finance. It never matches the world. Well, and so the second thing that I want to say to you is this. We don't do this. We don't do this so that we'll just get more blessed. We do this because we love our Father. You see what happens when you do this. I've got to be honest with you. There are days when I have a favorite of my children. Now, my daughter Tori is sitting in the room and she will demand 
that she's the favorite. And we all have our favorites. You know what we do. You, you have your favorite kid. You, you, there's a, you know, there's kids you just kind of like, you you your favorite. You know you do. Don't lie. See, some of you are sitting there going, I rebuke you. Oh, you can rebuke me all you want. But I'm telling you, you've got your favorite. And it's the one that does what you say. Right? Right? Think about it. The person is coming in and going, Dad, give me a dollar. Give me ten dollars. Well, that was back in my day. Dad, give me a dollar. And I was happy. You know? Dad, I need some money. Dad, I need this. Dad, I need this. I go, okay, well, I want you to mow the lawn. I'm not mowing the lawn for that. It's interesting. It's interesting. There were two brothers. There were two sons of a father. And the father came to the one son and said, I need you to do this. If you will go and do this. And he goes, okay, Dad, I'll do it. He goes over to the other son. And he says, hey, Dad. Uh, hey, son. I need you to go do this. And I'm not doing that. I'm going to do that. You see, here's where it talks about faith. I said earlier, you don't need faith to give. All you need to do is test. It's a challenge. He says, here's the tithe. Here's the offering. Here's all of that you've got. And if you do this, this is what it will do. Test me in this. I challenge you. It would be like a, a group of boys in a room with their dad. And he goes, I double dog dare you to do this. I double, triple, quadruple dog dare you. But back to the favorite child. There's this child. And the one child goes, yeah, dad, I'll do it. No problem. Awesome. And the next son, he goes, dad or son, I need you to go do this, this, and this. Will you go do this? And he says, no, I don't want to go do this. And then he leaves. And he goes and does it. Which one was blessed? Which one was favored? We talk about it all the time. We say, I am, I am blessed and highly favored. Can I just tell you this? This may sound really harsh. Quit saying that. If you're not giving. If you're not tithing. Quit saying it. Because what you're doing is you're violating the Word of God. Does that make sense? Because when we're not doing this, we're living under a curse. Now you don't have, you're not cursed. You, whatever God blesses cannot be unblessed. And whatever God curses cannot be uncursed. But what he says there is you're living under a curse. You're living under a closed heaven. You're living under a brass heaven right there. And everything that we go to do the thoughts, the things that begin to come in. But here's the thing that begins to happen. Is that obedience produces favor. The boy that got the blessing, or the boy that got the favor, was not the one that looked at that and says, forget it, no way. And then here's, here's the thing I would say to you. I'm, I'm willing to risk you being upset with what I'm sharing. Online, Facebook, YouTube, I'm out there. I'm willing for you to just go click on out. There's another preacher talking about that. I am willing to risk that to get through to someone that's willing to even look at me as the dad of the house and say, fine, that's great, but I'm not going to do that. I'm willing to risk that for you to go away and let the Spirit of God deal with you. And then turn around going like, you know what, I have to. I have to. A couple of last things, and I'm not going to go... 
too much further than this because we're going to talk about this all week long, all month long. We're going to guide into this. But here's the thing that I feel is so important is that we need to understand is that when you are generous, it begins to open up heaven. And then God outdoes the generosity. But how do I know that it's going to work? How do I? You don't. Other than we can tell you stories, we can tell you testimony, we can tell you all of these things. But guys, can I just say, for every single person that's hearing my voice, you have no guarantee that that's going to work. You have no guarantee how the money is going to be used. You have no idea. You have no guarantee of any of that. And here's the reason why. is because it says just give it. Hebrew says this, that when you tithe, you give it to Christ. Guess what? You're going to stand before God in what we do. This is a convicting message for all of us. I know it's convicting for me. I know it's convicting for all of us. But here's the thing is, what is God asking for you? What is God bringing into your world? What could possibly, what window of heaven could you open up for someone else? Simply because you got faithful in your finances. Simply because you said, you know what? I've gotten a little slap in that. You say, how does it work? Well, you simply got to, you just, you have to give it to the house of God. It says they're to give it to the storehouse of God. This is one. If this is where you're getting fed, this is where you live. If this is where you're going, if you're going down to the church down the street, that's where you give it. You give it to where you're being fed. The storehouse just pours out. And then what happens is God just begins to bless you in that and you become that floor. You become that door. You become that window. But as long as we keep this, you say, what if I don't get any more? But how much more would it be that you got so much more that the Bible says He will give you that, that, that you cannot contain? And it's like I, I said to the young lady that got baptized. We're getting ready to splash all over everybody else. Amen. Wouldn't it be amazing for us to, wouldn't it be amazing, think about this just for a moment, that the gate could fund some of the extracurricular activities of the school of this, in this, this district. The things that they say, we can't do football anymore. We can't do this. We can't do that. Or like, well, we'll pay for this. We'll pay for that. We'll, we'll pay for it. We can't do that right now. If we all got together, we could. We could. We go in, and guess what? If the Bible says this, there's a golden rule. He who has the gold rules, can anybody say that? That's what that means. That's what my dad always used to say. And here's the thought. If we could be the window of heaven for this city, with the other churches that gather together, and they're part of the window, they're part of the door, they're part of the all that. What could Hammond, what could this region, what could this nation look like if the church was able to start doing what God has called the church to do? We're doing it. I just want you to be blessed in the middle. So over the next few weeks, we're just going to simply talk about this. We're going to talk about it. Our faithfulness, we're going to talk about favor, we're going to talk about our obedience, we're going to talk about our time, we're going to talk about our finances, we're going to talk about all of it. But let's just take a few moments, and I'm going to ask the band to come back up, and we're going to pray, we're going to just take some time to worship.
And the thing that's been convicting me as we've moved into our hubs and we've moved into celebration right now and all of that is here's what's been convicting me. Is that sometimes we never allow a time in the presence of God to let the Holy Spirit work. So we decided to move the message and the theme of the month earlier into the service so that now we can allow the Holy Spirit to work. I believe what I've shared with you is as accurate in the whole in the scripture as possible. So I've been faithful to give you the word of the Lord. Now I believe God's going to be faithful to convict us in where we're at. So I'm going to invite you to stand with me all over this place. And we're just going to go into some more worship and then we're going to take some time with communion and have an opportunity for our giving. And I want to just encourage you that to, today, if, if that's convicted, you say, you know what, I, I need to, I need to, I need to get, get back up on it. I've only, you know, I've been tipping God. That financial, that's, that's awesome. Maybe you're looking and saying, you know, there's some gaps around here that I need to fill in my talents. And we'll talk about that and all of those things. But the reality is simply this. I want us to I'll walk with the King of Kings as, as closely as possible. And when he says, make your bed, we're going to make a bed. <laughs> when he says, when he says, I want you to do the dishes, we're going to do the dishes. We're going to do exactly what he says when he says to do it. Can anybody say amen? So I want you to invite you just to pray, just begin to ask the Lord. Lord, convict me. Is there more I could be doing? Convict me. Is there things that in my in, in my life during this season and during this time as we pray? Maybe if this has set you on edge a little bit, maybe ask God why. Is this Bible? It's just simply Bible. That's all it is. And let's do that. And I'm going to invite the pastors and the elders to come down here, and they're going to get some oil. And if you have anything that you want to be prayed for about, there's anything that you want to uh, come, maybe you're saying, you know what, I need to commit my life to Christ. Come down, and we want to pray for you. Maybe you, Jeff, you know, there's some sickness that you want to pray. Maybe you need to pray about your finances. Maybe you need to pray about the things that we shared with, and that's fine. But right now, I want you just to take a moment and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us in how, what we share, how that's going to affect you, how that's going to affect me. Let's just worship Him right now. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come. Fill this place, fill our mind, fill our heart. Let you be the breath that we breathe in and out. We are reminded of your power. Thank you so much for listening to the Crowd Decor Podcast. 
We believe this message has inspired you, convicted and challenged and changed you in Jesus' name. And we invite you to partner with us as we reach out and continue to reach out with the message of moving from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to all of those around you and around the world. And we ask that you visit thegateonline.net slash giving to be a part of this incredible outreach to reaching those for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And may you have a great, great day.